0: When you catch yourself thinking about what the relationship could have been, stop that. Hello and welcome back to To Be Honest Podcast. My name is Kara. And my name is also Kara. Yes. Yes. It is. <laughs> I've always wanted to live with two of me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. That-, that is just such a you
1: thing to say because it's
0: like if you lived with another version of you, you wouldn't see each other ever. Anyway, welcome back to To Be Honest. This week we're doing an episode that's probably going to be mildly triggering for us, perhaps triggering for you. But also like maybe really helpful for us
1: and maybe really helpful for you. Well, like, hopefully. I personally actually don't think I'm going to get that
0: triggered by it.
1: I think I might be mildly triggered, but also, like, I'm kind of in a good space
0: about this shit right now, so... I I think that you're going to be very triggered. (laughs) (laughs) And also take a shot every time we just said the word triggered (laughs) through the past minute. (laughs) But anyway, the topic for today is how to move on after a breakup. You're looking (laughs) at me like I made the episode up. (laughs) You
1: did. I didn't really. You did. Okay, so in today's (laughs) episode, we thought that we would dive deep into how to move on from a breakup. Whether you're the one who did the breaking up, whether you got ghosted, whether someone dumped you or... A situation ship ended. Mm.
0: And I think it's important to note at the beginning of the episode that we are talking about a breakup in like any sense of the word. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily like you were with someone in a, you know, monogamous relationship for however long. It's also, you know, if you were just seeing someone, anyone, really anyone you feel you felt really connected to or yeah. feel really connected to, that you are no longer seeing in the way that you once were yeah that your relationship is no longer the same Mm -hmm. that's really what we're talking about because I personally have never been through a breakup in the traditional sense of the word like I've never um had a boyfriend Mm -hmm. which I've obviously spoken about before and I've never obviously had a breakup because of that so a lot of people I guess would say like you need to have been in a monogamous relationship to experience a quote-unquote breakup But that's not what we're talking about
1: today. No, you can experience breakups in so many ways in your life. And whilst today's conversation may heavily feel like it is very relationship based, it is
0: applicable to many breakups. Yeah, we're talking about heartbreak, really. Yes. Anyway, do you want to start us off since you are the topic queen this week? Look,
1: let's start off with, have I been through a breakup? Yes, many. What? <laughs> we have to start somewhere, and that's where I'm starting today's okay, episode. Continue. When I talk about breakups that I've been through, I've been through many a friendship breakups in my youth, mm-hmm. and I've also been through many a romantic relationship breakups. Brag about it? Oh, it's definitely not something to brag
0: about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've only been carrying trauma with me for the past maybe eight years of my Fair life. Enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I used to view breakups like in a really, really immature way, I guess. What do you mean? I used to view a breakup as something that I would hurt over for like two months or whatever. And then I would get over and then I would never think about that person again. Never want to Mm. be involved with that person ever again in any capacity. And whereas the older I get, the more I realize, A, every breakup is entirely different and hurts in an entirely different way and be the way that you react to different people and the relationships that you have with people that you've broken up with afterwards are entirely different as well
0: yeah I definitely think that is something that we're kind of I guess taught like you know heartbreak's awful and you'll cry about someone for weeks and weeks or maybe months but then one day you'll wake up and like you'll be over it Mm. and you'll never think about them again and everything will be fine when really the process of healing after heartbreak is so much more, I guess, unsteady and up and down and, like, it really – it's a process. Yeah. You will feel great some days and you will feel like you miss them more than anything other days. Mm -hmm. And that can take a really fucking long time to overcome, regardless of whether you saw – someone for like you're with someone for you know weeks or months or years yeah it can be a really hard process
1: I think when I think about breakups and the way that I always viewed them when I was younger and especially the way that like relationships were portrayed on tv I always view them as that scene in legally blonde where she's like eating the chocolate and then she throws the chocolates Mm -hmm. at the tv right because it's like that's the way that breakups are definitely yeah portrayed in the media is like you are super torn up and it's all really like you're just crying and eating and then all of a sudden you like meet someone new and you completely forget about that old p- other person or you start a new job and completely forget about that other person and I don't think it really talks so much about the healing process at mm. least in like mainstream media and mainstream film and television and that's something I found really interesting because like from going through like my first breakup ever to going through my most recent breakup, so much has changed in the way that I've like dealt with things
0: and the, the time that it has taken to heal and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting that a lot of the time, especially for women, breakups are framed as like, you know, this process that you go through and then you meet someone else or that you have to meet someone else in order to, I guess, get over the person before Which, that's not to say that that's not necessarily something you should do. Like, it's not like you necessarily can't date someone right after you've Mm. broken up with someone else. But I just don't necessarily think that's a healthy thing for us to think. Because I know many, many people who, especially women, who have gone on to date people after breaking up with someone. And they've found literally, like, years into their relationship that they're still not over their ex and not, not over it in the sense of like, they still want to be with them, but just not over like the trauma or the heartbreak of it. Or like, they've still got things they haven't healed from mm-hmm. because you don't, if you don't give yourself the time, this is like a lot of things in life, but if you don't give yourself the time you need to address something and, you know, work through it and heal from it, it's going to come up eventually. It's just that you're sticking a bandaid over it for however long. Totally. The bandaid will stick. Yeah. And, it's
1: bound to fall off at some stage a hundred percent look and as taylor swift famously said <laughs> band-aids don't fix bullet holes no, they don't they don't and i've definitely been in the position in the past where i have gone from like relationship to relationship and thought that that relationship would help me heal from what i was going through and as i've spoken about on the podcast many times before I feel after I went through my most recent breakup I started seeing someone else afterwards very very quickly afterwards and then when that second relationship ended I called Kara crying and I wasn't upset about that second relationship I was upset about the first one that I had gone through and I feel like that Really was like a a telling moment for me of like, oh, okay, you actually need to give yourself time to heal from the first thing because
0: otherwise you're just still going to be carrying it with you throughout your other relationship. I think a lot of the time when we go from one person to another, like dating, it can be because we aren't comfortable with that feeling of being alone and like being with ourselves and being comfortable enough in like the love we have for ourselves. So we need to like find someone else to make us feel that because once we don't have that other person that previous person we're like, wow, like what do I do with myself? And your self-worth can really plummet. I
1: completely agree. And I also feel like society has taught us to really like rush through the healing process in order to move on and like distract ourselves with other things and things like that. And we talked about this in our healing is not linear episode, which if you haven't listened to that episode, you definitely should. Um, but yeah, like even I have expressed this to Kara before, like I have felt, this pressure on myself, this pressure that I'm putting on myself to heal as quickly as possible so I can quote unquote, move on with my life. And it's like, in rushing through that, you're only like delaying the healing process. And that's something that I think is really important to remember is that giving yourself that time and space to heal and work through something that has been really heartbreaking for you is a really, really healthy thing to do. And so often, especially as women, uh, I feel like we hear this quote of, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else, That's and it's not the best way. <laughs> it's just definitely not the best way. Like I know that that can be healing for some people, but in my experience, it has
0: delayed the inevitable healing that I needed to do within myself. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a time and a place for that. I think obviously we can't say one thing's going to work for any one person. So obviously, in some situations and for some people. Moving on, like dating, and you know, seeing other people, whether it's having sex or whether it's literally just going on dates, or if it's just talking, mm. like that can be really helpful. But I think it's it really just depends on whether you're using it as like a crutch, I guess. Yeah. Like to like I said before, like prove something to yourself or prove something to others or to hide the feelings you're feeling. And I really want to go back to what you said about how we're told to rush through the healing process because it's true. Like we are, and I think it comes down to the fact that we're taught that heartbreak in particular is really shameful
1: Mm. because
0: we're told that heartbreak, well, first of all, it's actually really interesting because we're kind of told that like, or taught that heartbreak is almost like only exclusively on the end of the person who's being broken up with. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, if we were dating in my dreams... (laughs) <laughs> and i broke up with you i feel like there are a lot of people who would assume that i shouldn't be heartbroken mm-hmm. which maybe in some cases that that'll be true yeah maybe for some people in some relationships but in most cases i would say it's not totally because even if like you know you know or if someone knows they want to break up with you or you know you want to break up with someone else there's still a process of you know you no longer have them in your life and you have to you know uh Adapt to that new experience, and whether it's the worst relationship in the world and it's awful, no matter what, like there usually are going to be some things that you miss. Because, like, even the most abusive relationships, people will still miss things, yeah. And that's not irrational, that's just the way your mind, I guess, works and frames it. Mm-hmm. But then the other end, we are told that. Being broken up with is shameful. Yeah, because it's like you're being rejected, and we're told that rejection is shameful. That's why people have so much issue. I'm talk. I'm adding myself right now. <laughs> That's why people have such a huge issue with putting themselves out there, is because the thought of rejection is so embarrassing Mm -hmm. that we can't even begin to fathom it.
1: Yeah. But then when you start to frame rejection as something that isn't embarrassing, it really, really starts to empower you to like put yourself out there more.
0: Yeah. And like, especially when it comes to like relationships, I think that when we put the shame on top of the heartbreak, it makes it a million times worse because, I mean, I feel like most people listening to this, and I know that we, us two definitely have felt this, like, this feeling of why aren't I over this yet Mm. and it's the shame for us to at least it's the shame that has stopped us from getting over it because not only do you have to work through the heartbreak and like the missing someone or the I guess wanting to be with someone but not being able to Mm. you also have to fucking push through all this weird shame that stops you from talking to your friends or stops you from like even thinking about it and it just makes everything 10 times harder to get through.
1: So true. I mean I've spoken to Cara about this recently the fact that I was carrying a lot of shame with me for quite a long time because my relationship ended a year and a half ago and I still was thinking about that person so frequently and I was still feeling like I was still healing from it and processing it but I was like oh for fuck's sake Amanda stop talking about this stop talking about the your ex from a year and a half ago it's embarrassing now like you need to not Mm. and it got to this point where I was like actually bursting at the seams because I was like I need (laughs) to talk about it in order to keep moving through this and that's the thing it's like No one in my life is making me feel shameful. It's the fact that we've grown up in a society that teaches us that it's shameful to not be able to be over something. And, you know, I've got friends who like will message me or talk to me about, you know, the fact that like they've been ghosted again or something hasn't worked out again and they feel a lot of shame and embarrassment surrounding that. And I have felt this way as well because I've been in quite a handful of romantic relationships that haven't worked out and sometimes I feel like for fuck's sake, like it's so embarrassing that I've been in so many relationships that haven't worked out. Mm. But then I sit back and I think like if Kara had been in the exact same situations I had been in and she was feeling shameful, I'd be like, oh my God, no, there's nothing to be you know, embarrassed yeah. about or feel shame about. And we can only really see it when we look at it in another
0: person, but not in ourselves. Yeah. And there's nothing i feel like this is probably like the takeaway from this episode of anything is uh-huh. that there literally is nothing shameful about being broken up with or if we're talking about just you know dating and stuff like that being mm. rejected mm-hmm. it's there's nothing shameful in that because relationships end unfortunately it's heartbreaking and you're allowed obviously you're allowed to be sad about it for as long as you need like that's also the other takeaway from yeah this episode, <laughs> but like it's really sad and it can be devastating, but it's not shameful because relationships end. That is a part of life, unfortunately. Yeah. And that is what makes relationships so special and connecting with people so special is that, you know, when you find people, whether it's friendships or uh, romantic relationships, when you find people who you connect with so deeply that you continue to choose to be in each other's lives and grow and, i guess learn and thrive together Mm. that's what makes them so special and when with romantic relationships for reasons that i can't explain (laughs) those they're just more likely it's just harder it's more likely to end and maybe it's because there's more emotions going around maybe because it's because of expectations like who knows yeah but they end and that's just a part of life and there's nothing to be ashamed of in that even if someone like falls out of love with you or even if they really hurt you if like if you get cheated on and stuff like that like None of that reflects onto you. Mm. It even if someone's being an absolute fucking asshole and they're saying it is a reflection of you, it's not. No, because it's just it just means that that person wasn't right for you. hundred percent. There's literally billions of fucking people on the planet, so mm-hmm. like it's actually wild that we even find people who we are romantically connected to.
1: Oh, it's a bizarre reality. It's so strange. And I like, just realized that like in this moment, there are probably hundreds of people getting rejected. Yeah like and that's the thing we think it's so personal but it's just not
0: no it's not personal at all I mean like and it feels personal because like I mean like I said before it's kind of like the shame wrapped around it and it's just a social thing mm. but it feels personal because putting yourself out there in a romantic sense is so vulnerable yeah like I've even felt it like on dating apps like when I don't get like a reply back from people I'll like, I'll be like so I feel so I guess, like, ashamed, mm. which a shame feels like a really strong word to put it, but I guess, like, at its core, that's, that's what, what it is. It is. Yeah. It's, it's shame. It's like, I can't even get a reply from someone on Hinge. Hinge, you should sponsor us. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just a shame that's kind of wrapped around everything. I actually think, this is not on topic, but I actually really think that if you push down to the bottom of, like, any negative feeling, most of the time, there's going to be shame there. 100%. Which is why, and like I said before, it makes it really fucking hard to get over things when there's shame at its core. Yeah. I think it's also important to note that everyone will overcome heartbreak at different speeds. Yes. And like, let's just say you, Ducky, broke up with someone. You were in a relationship for like six years and you broke up with someone. And I broke up with someone and I was in a relationship for six months. I might take longer than you to get over someone. Yeah. You might take a month to get over your ex. Mm-hmm. And that's not a reflection on anyone no you can't compare you can't judge and you can't you know put a time frame on that type of thing Mm
1: -hmm. and as well as that you can't compare different relationships that you yourself have had you might have had friendships that you were friends with someone for like 10 years and then you consciously decided not to be friends anymore and a month later you really weren't thinking about them Mm -hmm. and then you might have had a whirlwind friendship of a six-month friendship where you really connected with them deeply but then you had a falling out Mm -hmm. and you weren't friends anymore and you could think about them for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. and that's okay because every relationship you have with every different person is going to be different and impact you differently and the way it ends is going to impact you differently
0: yeah okay so we actually got a lot of great questions for this episode for unprofessional opinions or so i've been told because i haven't read them ducky's <laughs> chosen them and yes. she said that we have a lot so i think we're gonna start with those it's a bit early on in the piece but they just need to get into these yeah there's a
1: lot of questions that i feel like are really relevant and Kara and i are gonna have a lot to say about so i figured mm we may as well answer as many as we can yeah let's do it okay so our first unprofessional opinion question is if you feel very negatively towards an ex does that mean that you haven't moved on I don't think so I agree
0: yeah I think that the thing that I hate about uh, and like this is not obviously not an attack against this person who asked this question Mm -hmm. but like the thing that I hate about when we talk about breakups and things like that is that we talk about it in such like black and white terms Mm. like there's just so many weird rules and like perceptions around it yeah like someone did she use the term hate or anger is what she said negatively negatively like someone can really fucking hurt you yeah and you can be you can not want to be with them at all yeah but they fucking hurt you of course you're gonna be feel negatively about them Uh of course you're going to be angry sometimes like i think that's so normal sometimes it might be a it could be a reflection of like underlying feelings yeah but I don't think it's a blanket statement I don't think that at all yeah and I
1: think that like if you're still thinking about someone like let's say you've been broken up with someone for two years and you're still thinking about them negatively and you're thinking to yourself well because I'm still thinking about them at all does that mean I'm still not over them no No. like I think that you know being over them slash having moved through the experience that you've had are two completely different things Mm -hmm. and you can carry negative feelings towards someone or you know hate or anger towards someone that you were in a relationship with and have moved on from them but still be moving through the experience that you had
0: yeah and I think if anything like moving through the negativity and the anger or whatever you want to call it is just more important for yourself and your own well-being I guess because not necessarily to say that you can't feel anger or negativity but that you know holding too much of it can be bad for your mental health Mm -hmm. and it it might be something to work through but Mm -hmm. I don't think it's yeah I don't think it's something that you need to worry about like oh no like I am with someone else and I'm feeling angry at my ex still like I think that's totally
1: normal it's totally normal especially if they have hurt you or did really bad mean things to you like no one should expect you to think about them positively or be indifferent to them like it's completely healthy yeah to- it's,
0: it's kind of a weird like um way to invalidate your own feelings mm. isn't it yeah like to say like the only reason i must feel negative is because i'm not over them it's like no there, there are many other reasons totally. it's because they obviously made you feel bad in some way yeah. like, there's a negative experience linked to that person whatever it may be mm. and for you it's really hard to move past that and that's fine
1: yeah okay so the next question is how do I move past the feeling of but I will never love
0: someone like I love this person <laughs> I haven't had this experience before but and I know that you have yeah I could tell by the way that you started reading that question that, that, <laughs> that was going to be one that you were triggered by so yeah why don't you take it away
1: Look, I completely relate to what this person is saying and I have felt this way a couple of times in my life and I think that it is a very, very healthy and normal way to be feeling when you haven't moved on from someone and I literally like called my mom crying about this like a month ago and was like, mom, like I just don't think that I'm ever gonna stop loving this person. I don't think that I'm gonna ever love someone as much as I've loved them and I don't think anyone's going to ever love me as much as they loved me and my mum framed it to me in this great way and my mum is a romantic she does like to romanticise things so we're going to keep that in mind and so do I but The thing that she said to me really stuck with me and she said, you know, maybe you are going to think about this person for the rest of your life and maybe you will feel like you love this person for the rest of your life and maybe that person will love you for the rest of their life but you need to remind yourself that you're going to meet someone who." loves you equally if not more than that person did and they're going to respect you and commit to you and show up for you
0: well isn't that the thing right it's like it's obviously like I know who you're talking about (laughs) and I know the situation but like I guess if you're talking about this from any perspective of like I don't think anyone's gonna love me the way they loved me like you're not with them anymore like they're not right for you they're not here anymore Mm -hmm. like I think that's something you need to remind yourself is that you're worth commitment and someone sticking around and you're worth the right person being with you yeah so you can throw that thought out the window <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like I, I definitely I mean I relate to this in the way of like I have felt really really strongly for, for someone mm. and just in the way of like I didn't want to feel that way about someone else does that make sense yeah
1: completely and like I it's almost like your mind is telling you, I'm never going to love someone as much as I love this person because you don't want to love anyone else as much as you've loved this person. Well, you person. just don't want to let go for yeah. whatever reason.
0: Yeah. I, and like, I definitely have felt that before. And it's hard, but I think it's just because like the nature of love is just that it's like all consuming. Mm hmm. Totally. And we, the point is that when we love someone, no matter what love means to you and no matter how you feel it when we love someone like you don't want to give that to someone else like there's only one person if you're in a monogamous relationship there's only one person that you want to experience that with and give that to Mm -hmm. so i think like emotionally like I, i just feel like that's probably one of the hardest things to overcome. Yeah, definitely. With
1: heartbreak. Uh huh. And I feel like it's really important to remember like, a lot of the focus in society is on like romantic relationships and like getting love from romantic relationships. And I completely feel this pressure in my own life. So know that when I say this to you, I am also saying it to myself. When we look at this question of, but I don't know if I'm going to love someone as much as I loved them or if I don't know if someone's going to love me as much as they loved me. We're looking that in the sense of romantic relationships and like love in a romantic form is the thing that's going to fulfill us and that love in the romantic form is the end goal in life, right? And then when you step back and you take a look at your friends and your family and the people in your life, who love you more than that person loves you and who you love equally if not more than you love that person, you can really start to appreciate love in many forms and you can also start to try and go inward and find that love within yourself. I know it sounds fucking cliche, <laughs> I know but trust me like I am such a romantic person and I love love and I love being in love and it has been something that has consumed my life so much in the past where I felt like that was the goal. And that was the thing that was going to bring me happiness. And that me loving someone in a romantic way or someone loving me in a romantic way was going to be fulfilling. And it fucking wasn't. Mm. And now in my life at the moment, I feel the most fulfilled in terms of the love that surrounds me because of the amazing, amazing friends and family that I have in my life. And they, Bring that love into my life and I get to give love to them.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think that we need to look at love more broadly and, yeah, like understand and remind ourselves that there are like many different types of love and many different types of relationships. Hmm. And it's okay to focus on some, it's okay to go without some for a bit, like it's okay to surround yourself with more, like, you know, family love or like. Friendship mm. connections instead mm-hmm. and, and focus on that in order to while you're overcoming this like heartbreak kind of situation
1: yeah and I guess to end the question and to answer the question <laughs> you will love someone more than you love them and someone will love you more than they loved you mm. and it feels like it's never going to happen in the moment when you're feeling this feeling I know But I promise you that when you begin to move through it and as you continue to heal and focus on the other love that you have in your life, you'll soon realize that there's a reason why you and that person aren't loving each other right now. Okay, so how do I move on as the person who initiated the breakup and how do I stop feeling guilty? Mm. I've definitely felt this way before because both of my long-term relationships when I was younger I ended Mm -hmm. and both of them the people that I broke up with were not in a good space afterwards and were telling me that they weren't in a good space afterwards and it was really really hard thing to process because someone that you arguably still love and still care for is going through something because of your decision and I understand that it's a really really unfamiliar, bizarre feeling to move through.
0: I think that it's important to remind yourself of why you ended it because presumably you had a good reason. Yeah. And like I said before, like the nature of relationships and connections is that sometimes they end Mm -hmm. when they aren't right anymore. So if you felt that something wasn't right for you, if you felt like, you know, that relationship wasn't right for you, I think it's natural to feel guilty and in terms of like we like you said like we really really care for these people Mm. but we we can't be with them and then we feel bad that they're obviously hurting as well yeah and yeah I think it's important to remind yourself back to like this wasn't right to me because of this and obviously it goes without saying treat people the way that you'd want to be treated like you know break up with someone like as nice a way as you can Mm -hmm. be compassionate um be fair and that's really all you can do because the thing is is that you could you could break up with someone in like the most in the nicest most caring way Mm. and it's still gonna be hard for them yeah if anything sometimes it might be harder Mm -hmm. if you do it like that Mm -hmm. and so I just think it's about sitting with it I guess which is hard Yeah. But I think it's true. I think you just need to sit with whatever feelings come up and trust that you made the right decision and that the person who you have, you know, hurt without meaning to but inevitably hurt is going to be okay because they will be okay.
1: Totally. I think a really good way to look at this as well is to like put the shoe on the other foot. So think about the experiences that you have had where you have been broken up with. And most of the time when someone has broken up with you, most of the time, they are feeling that guilt and that sadness that you would be feeling right now. And when that person broke up with you, they felt this way that you're feeling right now, but they made that decision and most likely that decision has worked out for the best for your life, right? Like I can look back on the breakups that I've had and the people that I have broken up with in the past have now moved on and are in really good relationships, right? And they're happy and they're living their life. And at the time they thought, wow, this is really fucking sucks. Like, how am I gonna move on from this, right? But now, years and years later, it's not even something that they would probably even think about. And similar for me, like I've had relationships that ended where I was broken up with and I know that the person felt guilty or the people felt guilty for breaking up with me and they felt that sadness and yeah, that guilt around it. And I felt sad in the moment for having been broken up with and it took me some time to heal, but inevitably it was the right decision. Yeah. And I think that that's something that you really need to think about is that that feeling of guilt that you're having and that feeling of sadness isn't going to last forever. Mm. Because if you've made a decision like Kara was saying, if you've made a decision like that, it is most likely like 99% chance It was the right decision. Mm -hmm. If you get to the point of wanting to break up with someone, it's usually for a very good reason. And even if that reason is just that you don't love them in the way that you used to anymore, that is a super fucking great reason to break up with someone. Yeah,
0: it's a perfectly okay reason. Yeah.
1: Okay, so how do I not be so hard on myself after being ghosted? Fuck ghosting. First
0: of all, yeah. Honestly... I feel like my, my first reaction to this question is just that if you've been ghosted, that person is literally a fucking coward and you are automatically better than them. So that's how you cannot feel bad about yourself. First of all,
1: that's the thing. Like we don't like to like pedestal people on this podcast, but like <laughs> if you're the one who got ghosted, you won.
0: If anyone listening to this has ghosted someone, go and message them and say sorry. That's wow. what I want you to do. Go off, hun. You don't have to date them. Just no. Just say, hey, I know I ghosted you. I'm sorry. I have reflected on it and that was a really awful thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. I apologize.
1: This is the thing. Ghosting feels like the easy option in the moment. It feels like the easy option because you don't have to have the honest conversation. But let me fucking tell you, it is always better to just tell the person how you feel and tell them that you're not interested because... The feeling of being ghosted fucking sucks. Well,
0: that's the thing, right? It's the easy option for you. Yeah. It's the easy option for you because you get to, you know, put your phone aside and ignore texts and like maybe you'll deal with a little bit of guilt, which like just for the record, you fucking should if you ghost someone. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, it's it's the easy option for you. For them, it's it's the harder option. It's for the person being ghosted. It is confusing it's like it's anxiety inducing. Mm-hmm. It can be. It can make you feel really insecure. So yeah, that's. Let's just start there. Like if you ghost people, stop fucking doing it. And if you have been ghosted, you need to know that it's not a reflection on you. It's a reflection on them. And honestly, you don't want to fucking date them anyway, because they clearly are not. They probably like, probably they probably have the emotional ability of like an eight year old. Yeah, honestly, the emotional intelligence of an eight year old. So. We don't want to date eight-year-olds on this podcast. No, we
1: don't. No, I think that a lot of people, especially a lot of people that I know, have this thing of like getting ghosted repeatedly. And it's something that's just like super fucking present in dating culture, especially at the moment. It's so easy to ghost. And that's why people do it, as we've said. And... A lot of people when they are repeatedly getting ghosted feel like it's a reflection of them and feel like they're the one with the issue and that they're attracting these people who ghost and blah, 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 blah. And you just have to remind yourself that people who ghost you are just not worthy of your time and they have made it a lot easier for you to let go of them and i know that it's like a hit to the ego and that it mm. is anxiety inducing like fuck it sucks when someone goes to you it just sucks and then you think about the times where someone has just been straight up with you and been like hey i'm not into you it was really cool to meet you but like i just don't see this going anywhere and it's like a feeling of fucking relief mm. that you don't have to wait by the phone anymore
0: like it could it will it it could hurt like if you're interested in them and they're not interested in you it can it can hurt mm. But it's it's less confusing because the thing is is that when you're ghosted, like let's just say like I'm waiting on a text from someone. And an hour passes, and like okay, well obviously they can they can reply like in a couple of hours, and then a couple of hours passes, and like okay, maybe they're busy tonight. Maybe tomorrow they'll reply to me, mm-hmm. and then tomorrow passes, and it's like, okay. Well, maybe they just forgotten, and they're super busy. But then like you keep thinking about it, and like yeah. I feel like your brain just like naturally starts coming up with ideas, and like even if you're like after days or weeks you're like okay they have just simply fucking ghosted me mm. you still kind of think like are they gonna message me again like yeah what's, what's going on mm-hmm. so i think it's yeah it's very normal and natural and i completely understand the feeling of like feeling awful at the fact that you've been ghosted because mm. it's not not it's not a nice feeling i think like you said like you're just completely better off because if that's how they act on like the second fucking date when you literally all you have to do is send a message to someone being like um i just wasn't really feeling it like yeah you know i just didn't really feel like the connection was there but like you know hope you find someone if someone can't send you that fucking message what the fuck are they gonna be like in a relationship? Literally, like that's what you need to think about. Uh-huh. Like that is not someone you want to date. Absolutely, you fucking not.
1: bullets. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> anyway.
1: <laughs> okay, Kara, what are your thoughts
0: on getting back with an ex? Hmm. I mean, this is, this is a very vague question. Mm. First, I have to ask, are you asking me because you're about to tell me you're back with an ex? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Imagine I dropped that on the my, podcast. My
0: thoughts of that would be very different to what I'm about <laughs> to say. <laughs> No, I think obviously it can vary. Like It, it will vary from person to person, situation, situation to situation. But, like, it can be fun and it can be a fucking bad idea. Like, it's I, I definitely need more context to actually give a proper answer.
1: Look, here's the thing. I think that 98% of the time it's a bad idea.
0: That is so interesting to me that you would say that considering. I haven't. I've only got back with one X in my life. No, we'll con- Okay, yeah. So, let's just move on. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think I'd probably agree with that. Like, I do think that people tend to forget why they broke up with someone. Yes. Because you break up with someone and then the rose colored glasses come on. You start thinking, oh, but like they were doing this and this and this. And you, you start forgetting all the shit that they did that pissed you off or really hurt you. Mm -hmm. And then you get back together and you fall into the same routine. But on the other hand, people can, I, I do think that to an extent, I don't want to get too optimistic here, but to an extent, people can change. I agree. Yeah. Like, you know, like if you were with someone and then there was like a minor problem, perhaps and you broke up and then a few years later, like you kind of crossed paths and that wasn't an issue anymore, Mm. or they seem to have grown or you grew or you just happened to be better for Mm -hmm. each other. I think that's a fine situation. Yeah. I just think that it's... I think if you're gonna get back with an ex, you really need to evaluate like why you're doing it. Mm.
1: I think that most of the time people are doing it because it's comfortable and because yeah. the feeling after a breakup
0: it fucking sucks, mm. and all you want is that comfort of being back together. Well, getting back together, I say this like I like I know, but I've never experienced it. But getting back with someone, I'd imagine, is like the quick fix to make it stop hurting.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. Like. For context, my ex and I broke up after like almost two years together and then we were broken up for like six weeks and we were like didn't talk to each other and then we got back in contact with each other Mm. and we got back together. And it was this whole idea of like we were both going to compromise and we were both going to (laughs) change and like we were going to make it work or whatever. How'd
0: that work out? It didn't work out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think the thing is that we just felt like we weren't doing okay without each other so it would be better if we just got back together when in reality like going through a breakup is uncomfortable and you're gonna feel sad and you're gonna feel hurt and because the most comfortable thing to you before that discomfort was being with that person it's the easy fix like you Mm -hmm. said
0: yeah exactly like I think we do it as a way again to like numb that pain or to avoid that pain or to push it down yeah and it's funny because if you're in an unhappy relationship the pain is still going to be there but it's going to manifest differently it's mm-hmm. going to manifest in, you know like i don't know maybe jealousy or um you know just feeling like disappointed all the time or hurt or anything like it's going to be there it's just going to be different if, if it's not right for you so i yeah, I think, I think if, if you really sit with yourself and you realize, like, am I – you ask yourself, like, am I getting back with this person? Because I really, truly feel like things have changed mm. and we could make it work. I kind of feel like that, like, whatever, go ahead, like, you can try it. Yeah. But I think that if you're honest with yourself and you think that it's just a matter of you're trying to find that comfort again – that's a that's not a good enough reason yeah to go back to someone
1: and I also really want to touch on the idea of like looking back on your relationship in a positive way and feeling like that's the only thing that's going to bring happiness back to your life because something that I've been doing a lot of reflecting on lately and really trying to acknowledge is because I'm like a, quite an optimistic person and so I like to view people in a good light and I like to view relationships in a good light I guess and for a long time I think that I have thought that because I loved someone or because I had a relationship with someone that I still care for that we should get back together Mm -hmm. and I mean this is what happened with my ex like years and years ago and this has been like something present in my mind recently is like because I still care about someone it means that I belong with them for example
0: yeah
1: and when you were talking before about you know how relationships end Mm -hmm. right and that is just the natural part of life relationships end what they say relationship people come into your life for a reason or a season Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and I recently have been really tapping into this thing of like looking back on the experiences I've had and being like I appreciate this and I appreciate this person for the time that they were in my life and I appreciate the relationship at that time in my life and what it taught me and things like that and look at it as something that has happened and isn't happening if that makes sense yeah and I think in the past when I got back with my ex I really was focusing on oh but we like we care about each other so much because we didn't break up because we hated each other we broke up because we couldn't make it work. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, but I love him Mm -hmm. so much and I care about him so much. So why wouldn't I get back with him? And I think that in that time in my life, I was very much in the space of, well, i meant to be with him. He's my soulmate. And as I get older and I like have romantic experiences with different people, I realize that like You can have like an experience with someone and really care for them and it not lasts forever. And that's totally cool as well. Yeah, love
0: is not a good enough reason to get back with someone. No, it's just not. Which probably sounds really harsh, but it is just not a good enough reason. No,
1: and once you come to a place of acceptance that someone that is your ex is supposed to be your ex and that like you can still look back on the time you've had with them and appreciate it and not wanna get back together with them, that's totally fine or even
0: want to get back together like you know you can you can envision it you can imagine it you can maybe sometimes go there when you're feeling particularly vulnerable or sad Mm -hmm. but to know that it's not right like to know just because that's where I automate that just because that's like my automatic default Mm. because I've taught myself to be because like you've been with them for a little bit just because it's like that doesn't mean that it should be like that yeah and then I think once you kind of recognize that and you remind yourself of that, it can be easier to kind of move on. Because I know I've definitely done that before. Like, I've still felt something for someone, but I have just reminded myself, like, it's okay to feel that. And, like, maybe, like you said before, maybe that will, that some of that will always be there. Mm. But. That's just not a good enough reason to be with them no. or to want to or to like try and be with them.
1: I agree. And I really appreciate what you said about vulnerability there because I think that when we are in our most vulnerable state, like maybe something else is going on in our life and we're feeling quite low, we tend to naturally go back to, okay, but when was the last time I felt like totally fucking blissfully happy, Mm -hmm. right? And a lot of the time in our lives, we view romantic relationships as a time where we were really blissfully happy. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think that, if you are in this vulnerable space of, okay, but what's going to make me feel better, you can instantly go back to that headspace of, oh, well, when I was with my most recent ex, I was so happy. So maybe I need to get back with them in order to feel that way again. And that's, I think that's just the way our mind works.
0: It's a slippery slope as well. Yes. Because you start thinking about that and then like, it's all you can think about. And then you're like, oh, like messaging him once. Like, no, just stop, just stop it. mm like, yeah, I think, I think it just comes down to knowing, like you said, accepting and knowing that it's not right and moving and just trying your best to move forward. Yes.
1: Okay, so for our last question of the episode, how do I let go of and move on after a situationship?
0: Oh, this I know about. This? This? Kara already knows about. Over to you, Hun. (laughs) Okay, so I know about it. I still, I feel like I still don't have like an answer, answer, because it's fucking hard. I actually like, I like, I think I we talked about in the beginning of the episode. Like, it's kind of thought that if you're just like not really dating someone, you're not actually properly with them, that why would you take so long to get over them like Mm. that kind of thing and i think what we touched upon i think it was last week's episode or in our most recent unprofessional opinions episode is that your brain and your heart doesn't fucking know whether you're in a relationship or not it just knows that you care slash maybe love someone so i think if you're holding on to that word of like situationship like we were only ex, we were only dating we were only sleeping together mm. we were only friends like whatever it is yeah kind of like go of that of that I guess I don't know like asterisk of like only and just bring it down to what it is which is that you had feelings for someone mm. and now it's not they're not there anymore and like now those feelings are definitely not reciprocated or they're not um able to be explored any further just yeah. bring it down to that and I think it will be easier to figure out how you're feeling and figure out how you can move forward
1: totally and like also if it helps you like call them your ex yeah like I literally call my ex my ex and he technically (laughs) wasn't my boyfriend but I don't care like to me the relationship that I had with someone I feel like I was as close to him as I would have been to a boyfriend so that's what I call him Mm -hmm. and it can feel like I know that it can feel Shameful to like say that, but it's also like what it was to you is what matters Mm -hmm. because you're the one that's going through the healing and you're the one that's feeling it. Yeah, so if it helps you to frame that person in your mind as your ex, do so. Mm -hmm. I promise you that it has helped me a lot and has helped me feel way more valid in the way that I have been feeling.
0: Yeah, I definitely, for a while, I definitely felt that shame of why are you so caught up on this person you weren't even in a relationship Mm. or like you know you weren't even properly dating like that kind of thing I definitely felt that shame and like I like we talked about earlier in the episode like that shame got in the way of me moving forward because Mm -hmm. I was like dealing with the the shame of it I was I wasn't actually dealing with the you know wanting wanting someone who didn't want to be with me or like you know wishing that I could be with this person who I really cared about I was just like fucking covered in shame Mm. of my own doing because I like like you said earlier like none of my friends and no one made me feel no one would have said like get over it like he wasn't even your boyfriend Mm. but that's how I felt yeah so yeah like call, call them your ex do it just what really matters is how you're feeling and what really matters is what they meant to you
1: yeah and just remind yourself that a situationship and healing from a situationship is just as valid as healing from a monogamous relationship and that Most people that you know have been in a situationship and have felt this exact same way. So feel comfortable or work on feeling comfortable expressing how you're feeling about it. If you're feeling shameful, tell your friends you're feeling shameful about it.
0: Yeah, I also think a really important thing to say, and this is something that I have done in the past, is stop yourself when you catch yourself thinking about what the relationship could have been. Stop that because fuck that's a bad path to go down it
1: is the main reason why i think situationships are the hardest to get over is because you never really knew what the relationship would be like when you've been with someone for five fucking years (laughs) you know every annoying fucking thing about that person Mm -hmm. when you've been in a situationship it is like essentially the honeymoon phase in a relationship right
0: and it's like you know uh, well we could we could have done this and we could have been like that or like maybe they would have done this for me. And like, this is how they would have made me feel. Like what you really need to do is like take the romance out of it. Mm -hmm. Which if you're someone like Ducky, that might be hard. I'm personally (laughs) not that romantic. Yeah. But like, even I have felt myself like, you know, thinking like it could have been like this. But then, you know, looking back on it now, I'm like, but it wasn't like that. Like it literally wasn't. And also it probably wouldn't have been because you're, especially in my situation, and I think this is probably quite common, you're projecting what you would have wanted out of this person um, in like their ideal state or like the way you see them. You're mm-hmm. projecting that idea of what you wanted onto the situation. And unfortunately, more often than not, that's just not going to be the reality.
1: Yeah. And I think like romanticizing the idea of someone that you're in a situationship with is, first of all, very natural to do. Mm-hmm. But second of all is like you don't actually know what the relationship would be like and like I had this guy that I was involved with for like 10 months and that I was in a situationship with and I had this like romanticized idea of what we would be like as a couple in my head and it's like I was seeing him for 10 fucking months and it never got there. Did I really think that it was going to get there at some point? Like, oh my goodness. It's just like, like I said, completely natural and human way to feel. Situationships are very, very common. Just be kind to yourself. Remind yourself that situationships more often than not take longer to get over than long-term relationships. Yeah,
0: it's like a situationship hangover, isn't it? It's, oh. like, it's like you have that... All those feelings that naturally come when you first start seeing someone, which is maybe we'll do this together and maybe it'll be like this. And oh my God, they're doing this with me. And like, does this mean they're going to treat me this way? And then it ends and you still have all those feelings because like you said, you never got a chance to disprove them or figure out what it actually would look like in reality. Yeah. And so like, even though you're no longer with someone, you continue to think that way when you're just there's no reason for you to dwell on that mm. because it literally will only hurt you more it will only take more time to get over someone it will only hold you back from feeling better and from understanding like why it is that that sh- that would never have worked out or shouldn't have worked out or couldn't have worked out mm-hmm. so yeah i think it I, I feel like that's something we always come back to on this show is like you need to really catch yourself in certain thought patterns And that can be really hard to do, but at the same time, like you are literally the only person who can do that Mm. because for every like thought you probably say to your friend, there's probably like literally a hundred in your mind. If you're the one that's healing, you are the one responsible for getting you there. Yeah. So just be kind to yourself, but also like, I guess, hold yourself accountable for what's best for you.
1: Mm. That's a beautiful way to end the episode, doll. oh my god i was waiting for a chance to cut in with that
0: i could tell (laughs) anyway guys thank you so much for listening to this episode of to be honest as always we'll be back next week with another episode and as always like we always talk about the end of the episodes you can join our facebook group if you would like the link is in the description slash discussion box whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. and yeah we have a few hundred members now it's really great we talk about different topics people have their own little conversations it's really wholesome um so yeah join that if you'd like Mm -hmm. you can also find us on instagram at tbh.pod that's where we will ask every week uh questions for what you would like to have answered during the unprofessional opinions segment Mm -hmm. you can also find my lovely co-host on instagram at Docks. thank you and you can find me on instagram at gara r reedy i think that's it
1: great spiel doll you really did that spiel spiel isn't that the isn't that the word you
0: could have said spiel you did not have to go that hard
1: spiel is that a word spiel <laughs> yes i always thought it was spiel
0: I'm, it probably is officially. I'm just. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm not. I'm so not, off topic. I'm
1: not taking the piss with that. I'm just so confused. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank Bye. you for listening. Have a beautiful week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>